Hi there. Christ for Youth International exists to grow youth in fellowship and in honor of our Lord. To be like well-nurtured plants and pillars to adorn. So we can reach out to our generation with the principles of Christ's leadership. Welcome to the Ahava Dantuman Podcast. We hope you are blessed as you listen to this message. Amen. So tonight, uh, I want to we want to round up. Even though like Elton was saying, by the time we are getting to the close of the month, we are like, oh, the subject is not... It's like we are now getting a taste of it. Uh-huh. But we have to move on to the next. Because our desire is that we can have a balanced growth as much as we can. And um, some of these topics, they show up the following years, other years in various forms. Um, teaching the same thing. That's why we encourage you to listen to the podcast. Are you with me? Because if you listen to trust, if you listen to podcast three years ago, four years ago, you see some of the things that are showing up, and you can see that we are building. Or let me the credit to who is actually due. The Holy Spirit is building us up. You get me? Because look, the Holy Spirit is a teacher of CY. He is the one that is teaching us. I'll tell you many times. Now stand. Well, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm telling you but the Holy Ghost takes advantage of even my ignorance for his benefit wow. hallelujah because remember everything is about the glory of God are you with me so please I will encourage you we all have electronic uh, phones all these things you can just have access to free 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 it's free you know, just spare some data and just listen to a message that can transform your life. Look, this message can save you from a mistake you're about to do. I was in church some years ago, and it was a great time of ministry. And this man of God was just ministry, and then he bypassed a young person. And he comes back again. He goes around and bypasses and comes. He said, look, I don't want to say it, but I feel the Holy Ghost is impressing me to tell you. He said, look, three years from now, Mention the month, a lady will come to you. Chesse, mm. you are going to have sex three years from now. He says, Look, you have to remember and mark it today. He said, That girl has HIV. Maybe before you know that girl, she hasn't had HIV yet. Too. She's about to make the mistakes that will lead to HIV, that will lead to. God's word goes ahead of us. Am I making some sense? Yeah, God's word goes ahead of us to lay the foundation for our success. Ignoring the God's word, you are going to entrap yourself. You are going to find yourself. Some of you can go on circle. Some of these things we are teaching you, and some of you, and I pray that it's a minority. Yes, come down down the line. You come and tell us that look, we should have listened. I'm telling you, because life is governed by principle. The principle of gravity that is holding you when you're a baby is the same principle that will meet you when you're an old person. It won't change. Principles don't change. They're consistent. I'm going to get some sense, somebody. So it's to your advantage that you learn these principles early. Learn them. Hold true to them. Hold true to them. Are you with me? This man, that's why are looking at identity. Identity is so, is so crucial. Because if you don't know who you are, you cannot face an enemy. Because often battles start with identity. Who are you? You remember David and Goliath? Yeah. Why did David confront Goliath? Because David knew who he was. And because he knew who he was, he said, Goliath can't beat him. 
Because I know who I am. I am a Jew. We are the called out ones. So you cannot beat me. The guy had experience. He had strength. He had great advantage over uh, David. But David's concept or understanding of his own identity was the foundation for his success. If you don't know who you are, you can't win any battle. Hey, am I making some sense to somebody? Chances are because you don't know who you are, you go for the wrong battles. You saw every battle man fights. <laughs> are you in the house? Yeah. But when you know who you are, you choose the right battles and you win the battles. Hallelujah. I don't know that, that, that we have a lot of identity areas that we're looking at, but through the branches, I've highlighted four, four, and then the fifth one is what actually I'm doing today. So you have to go listen to the podcast to hear that, but I'm sure Elton has done an excellent job over all of them. Chances are he would have even, even do more, you know. Uh-huh. But I highlighted one, identity as, as God's children. Identity as God's children, because you have to know that for us, our identity is steep from relationship. Who born dog? Oh, who born dog? Is dog? Is that a dog mother? <laughs> Give me vibe <laughs> like that. Who born dog? Dog mother? <laughs> is dog that born dog? Hey. Am I making some sense? Yeah. So, a lot of focus of this month, I try to look at, and I'm looking at time. Hey, the Lord will help us. Okay, so, Nicodemus comes to Jesus, and Jesus telling him, look, the reason I'm able to work these things and all that, I'm talking about the, you know, an experience. And he said, you have to, be ex- you have, to have that experience. And what is that experience? He born again. And I said, hey, you want me to go to my mother's belly the way I'm grown? And he said, no, I'm talking about um, being born by the Spirit. Being born by the Spirit means that the Spirit of God being the source of your life. It's the source of your life or the power behind your life. Now, if you say you are born again, you're saying that the Holy Spirit is the source of your life. That's what born again is. Born again is not an intellectual experience. It's not an intellectual experience. Born again is a spiritual experience. That is why you cannot say that you are born again and you don't have the Holy Spirit. It is not possible. Anyone that is born again has the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. Am I making some sense? Uh huh. So, and then also one of the things that I, I, I highlight, highlighted is that anybody that is born again. Yeah. There are some things that mark the experience of being born again. One of it, majorly, is that you have a different taste. You see, when babies are in their womb, they are fed through the cord, right? But by the time babies come out of the womb, their mouth is open, looking for breast to suck on. Mm. Babies come out with a taste or a desire to experience something else. And one of the, a lot of tastes are, it must mark your life, but one of the tastes that a newborn believer must have is the taste of seeing other people born again. It comes with it. It has nothing to do with, it has nothing to do with um, excellent knowledge about God because I remember when I was born again, I became born again. I did not know God fully, but something inside of me desired to see somebody born again. 
and it comes with a born again experience. If you say you are born again and you are not looking out that your friends will become born again, you have to check again whether you are born again. As some of fact, Peter, as Peter, uh, uh, Peter tells us that look, you have to make your calling and election sure. It's possible you think you are something, but you are not. Hey, and some of us we are waiting to die before we go and uh, argue with Peter. Peter at the gates that ah, I'm a born again. Peter, nobody argues with Peter. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Peter is like a grandma. You don't argue with him, <laughs> but you will be an and if you don't know, if you think I'm lying, go and check. They're all by the sea. <laughs> and people by the sea, they have the tendency of shouting. Because they can't hear well. So they shout. <laughs> Small thing I'm going to say, they shout. You can't come and say, I'm, I'm Lucas. Hey, <laughs> You know, <laughs> I'm telling you for here. So it's better that on on while you have life, you make your calling and election sure. You make sure I'm born again. Listen, listen to me. You have to be born again. You have to be born by the Spirit. It's very necessary. Are you with me? So if you're not sure, go to God. Go on your knees. Lift up your hands. Say, Lord, I surrender my life to you. I want you to give birth to me again. I want to have a new desire. I want to follow you. I want to know you and I want to live my life for you. So I talked about the Son of God. I talked about our righteousness coming from God. The, the, the other identity we carry is that we are righteous in Him. We carry a righteousness that is complete. As some of us, we carry a righteousness that does not need anything to be added onto it. We only must understand it and grow into it. Are you with me? Uh huh. And then the third one is. Um, I talked about uh, um, completeness. We are complete in the sense that we are complete in Him. Now, Bible said that the fullness indwells Christ, and Christ indwells us. It means that everything that is complete is inside of us. Anytime you say something is complete, it means there's no need for an addition. What we are seeking for, often when we talk about our life, we are thinking outside of ourselves. But that's the wrong place to start. Whatever you are becoming is already inside of you. Because the fullness of Christ indwells you. But when we take the word of God, do you know what the word of God does? The word is like light. It's light. What does light does? It throws on your path and it makes things visible for you to see. The word of the Lord is like light. That helps us to understand who we are in him. So that what God has already set for us inside of us, we start growing into it. It means that any man that is not reading and studying the word of God, you are not finding who you are. So chances are you look at your life from outside of yourself. So you look at somebody and says, the way he dressed, it goes like, I like he's an architect. I want to be an architect. It's not necessarily true. You are not necessarily born to be an architect. When I was in DHS, that's the same thing. I saw an architect come home. The way he was dressed, I said, okay, I want that one. I'm telling you this, my colleague. I go to school and the math floored me like crazy. Math made me question my, 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 the importance of my life. I'm telling you. Meanwhile, somebody else, math is not an issue to them. Are you with me? So when I started knowing God, then God started revealing my, the, the word of the Lord started revealing myself to me. Hey, am I making some sense? So you want to find yourself, look at the word. And I think as catalyst, I said something, I said, look, when you look into the word and you hear God's words concerning you, 
the minute you believe those words those words becomes your mission they become your purpose so purpose is not difficult to find purpose is found in god's word it is just waiting for your discovery and belief what you don't discover and believe you can't become l19 girl says something and I, today is not supposed to be a motivational talk <laughs> Said to God. And 90 God said something. He said, one of the great the, one of the sad realities of life is to come to a place to realize that people are where they truly deeply want to be. Meaning that where you are in your life right now is actually where you have desired to be. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> and it's very it's a difficult reality to grasp because you want to say that no. I'm with an abuse. I don't want an abuse. But if you don't want, how would you have a different desire if you don't know you can have a different desire? You see, the word of the Lord shows us the desires we can have. It shows us the possibility of our lives. And then when we see it, we believe it, and then we start making choices towards that path. Our life, we arrive at what we believe. So if you are struggling, and if you are in abuse, it's because there's a part of you that believes that where you are, you deserve to be there. am i making some sense and i remember that's where my life changed when i had to come to a place i god hit this it hit every part of me to and i came to a place where i realized that, hey if this is true it means that i have to start changing my desires because that's where i start from if i really desire not to be where i am then chances are i'll take a different choice guess what it became very easy because when you know where you want to get to you can see where you are where you are that that's not where i am that's what i want to be you start making choices and gradually gradually you arrive where god wants you to be am i making some sense so i want to look at the neighbor next year say neighbor every monday evening as you make it a point to come to come here gradually god is shifting something inside of you and soon and very soon you find yourself on the path that god has called you are you in the house? Let's give God some praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. So tonight, the last identity I want to, I, I said four. I can, I can, righteousness of God. Yeah, righteousness. Okay. You listen to a podcast, you find out this. Um, but tonight, I'm talking about holiness. Mm. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, holiness. You see, we don't like holiness because the minute we hear holiness, we already feel condemned and judged. The man of God doesn't even have to preach. I already feel, <laughs> I already feel condemned. I feel judged. When they start preaching about holiness, it's as if we see ourselves closer to hell than to heaven. Yeah. Most holiness messages, when you, you, see, you start listening to you, you feel like you are, you're, you're about to burn. So we, we don't like holiness. And because modern day preacher realize that people don't like holiness, we speak less of it. And oftentimes when they say holy, the way it is put, it becomes very difficult for us to believe. But I want to take it a bit different tonight so that you will appreciate what it is. Because you have to realize that holiness is also part of our identity. Mm. Turn about holiness. Okay. 
Like I said from the beginning, identity is deep in our relationship, our relationship with who? God. So this month, I've been trying to look at, at everything from God's perspective. So let's look at God. Turn, turn, let's look at God. When you look at God, two things stand out with God. There are a lot of things that stand out, but I want to highlight two things. The reason I mention these two because they are interestingly woven together. One, I'll start with, is that God is a God is holy. Someone say God is holy. Shake your neighbor and say, God is holy. Isaiah 6, verse 3, 6, 3. It says, And one called out to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The whole earth is what? Full of his glory. 1 Samuel 2, 2 says, There is no one holy like the Lord. Indeed, there is no one besides you, nor is there any rock like our rock. Do you know that song? Yes, you know, I, you know that song. There is none holy as the Lord. There is none. There is none beside, besides thee. Neither is, neither is. There any rock like our God? There is none holy, holy. Some of you didn't go to SU, so you don't know the song. Sunday school, you're running for me, so you didn't learn the song. This song, yes, you will lift in. There is none holy. I'm telling you, you enter the street fast. There's some music. They open the street, you enter very fast. I mean, those is in the street. By the time you see some of this song, by the time you realize somebody shouting, My people, my people, I, the Lord, I'm here. <laughs> Prophesy right now. Come on now. <laughs> Are you in the house? Yeah, the prophecy. That's what the prophecy is. I am with you. Isaiah 57, verse 15 says, no, 57, 15 says, For this is what the high and exalted one says. He who lives forever, whose name is holy. His name is what? Holy. He said, I live in a high and holy place, but also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit, to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. You have to understand the Hebrew word for holiness is Kadesh. It's what? Kadesh. It, which means, and this is what it means. It means something which is cut off. When you say something is holy, it means it is cut off, separate, or set apart. It's cut off, separate, or set apart. It describes that which is anti-secular. Mm. It describes that which is what? You know, there's always the argument of secular music, secular. Hey, are you in the house? <laughs> hey. Holy describes something which is anti-secular. Therefore, what is secular? So it help us understand holy. Secular is anything off or relating to the worldly or temporal. Anything off or relating to the worldly or temporal. Now, there is 
the spiritual man and there is the natural man. The carnal man. Now, anyone that is not born again is a carnal person. And when you talk about carnal, you are talking about anything that lives within the realms of these five senses. Sight. Taste. You know it, right? Aha. Uh-huh. Touch. Smell. Taste. Hearing. These five senses, the carnal man lives within them. Anytime the carnal man is describing something to be real, he's talking about these five senses, five things. So, how does he describe real? Did you see it? He said, then it is real. Did you hear it? Then it is real. Are you with me? Did you touch it? Then it is real. So, anything that has a reality where these five senses are not there, it's not real to him. But for, those, for us who are born again, we carry extra senses. Oh. Am I making some sense? Why? Because we are, our reality is spiritual. We are spirit but having a carnal experience. So we don't judge a thing to be real because of the five senses. That is why for us, we can hear the word of a promise from God and we we'll say this is real. Even though we haven't touched it yet, it is still real to us. Are you with me? So you should not allow somebody who is not born again to limit your reality to only these five senses. Am I making some sense, somebody? Aha. Uh-huh. And so for you, for God, anything that is within these five senses is secular because it is, it is carnal and it is temporal. Anything within this, is ter- is ter- it has its end. It, it, it dies off. Are you with me? Aha. Uh-huh. So... But Bible makes us understand that God is holy. Someone say, God is holy. God is what? God is holy. He is holy. It also means to be sanctified, consecrated, or dedicated. Kadesh describes something that is elevated out of the sphere of what is ordinary. So anytime you are talking about holy, it is not ordinary. Why? Because it is not with the temporal. The temporal, the carnal, is ordinary. Get this. Everything that we do within these five senses, is, is, there's nothing special about it. It is ordinary. That is why the, the carnal man goes the extra mile in trying to put some extra additions so that it will try to elevate it to something that will look extraordinary. Mm. That is why the woman will pump up the breast and add, what do you call it? Baby oil. Oil. It's pumping it up. Because she wants, to, she wants to elevate it to something, <laughs> something extraordinary. But it's ordinary. Oh, shake your neighbor and then say, if I step by a lady, tell her it is ordinary. It is ordinary. Oh, look at the lady and say, it's ordinary. It's, 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 not, it's not extraordinary. <laughs> hey, are you in the house? <laughs> Shake your neighbor says it's ordinary. So don't 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 be don't be moved too much. Hallelujah. Some of us are trying to make eternal decisions, looking at something that is temporal. Hey. Hmm. Yet look, Leviticus eleven forty four. For I am the Lord your God, 
Hmm. I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourself, yourselves therefore. And be holy. And be what? And be holy. Okay, now. Before I continue with that. I said first of all, I said God is what? Holy. The second one is this. God is love. God is holy. But the same God is love. Are you in the house? First John 4, 16 to 17 says what? It says, we have come into an intimate experience with God's love. And we trust in the love he has for us. God is love. It says, those who are living in love are living in God. And God lives through them. By living in God, love has been, made, has been brought to its full expression in us. So that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment. Because all that Jesus now is, so are we in the world. Are we together? Do you know, do you know, what, do you know one, one principle why we are not going to be afraid of judgment someday? Because love is made perfect in us. It's love. Nobody fears the one they love, knows loves them. It's perfect. Love is what is going to cause us to face the day of judgment. Someone say love. Someone say love. I can't use love. love. Uh-huh. God is holy and God is love. God is the one being that can perfectly marry these two. Holy and love. But with man, often when we love something, we are not able to be holy with it. Ah. The guy says, I love you. But the same guy is sleeping with you. Before marriage. So he loves you, but he's leading you to sin. Mm. <laughs> hey, are you in the house? <laughs> but God is the same God. God hates sin. He hates sin. Look, sin and God cannot be in the same room. They can't be roommates. Hallelujah. But in God's hatred for sin, he loves the sinner. Isn't that amazing? He loves who? So let's go to, let's continue with Leviticus 11, 44. It says, for I am the Lord your God, consecrate yourself therefore and be holy, for I am holy. And you shall not make yourselves unclean with any of the crawling things that crawls on the earth. Some people are lying down with crawling things. Uh, <laughs> shake your neighbor as a neighbor. Who are you lying down with? Who? Who? All the way to the back. Ask the one next to you. Who are you lying down with? <laughs> Amen. God says, be holy, for I am one. Okay. So, as I was preparing for this message, I said, God, how do I say this? How do I go about it? That can bring out the best response to what God, your heart is concerning holiness. Then God brought my attention to the scripture. I said, look at the scripture again. I was lying down anyway. <laughs> It says, for I am what? Shall we read it? One, two, three, go. For I am the Lord your God. 
Uh-huh. Okay, let's go back again. Let's read again what? Okay. Those of us that are reading the Bible, or those of us that are read till now, where are we cry? Second Samuel. I think I'm in, I'm in after Joshua because the judges. I think I'm around judges. Someone say, wow. I'll, 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 I'll pass some of my this so you read for me. So I can. <laughs> you do my assignment for me. <laughs> Amen. But God brought my, I mean, I was saying that when you read that, you hear God often when he's about to call them to holiness. He tells us, for I am the Lord your God. This word God was telling the people of Israel. These are people in slavery and God came for them. God went for them. And on the journey as they were going, God was just telling them, look, I am the Lord your God. In other words, I have given myself to you. We hope you've been blessed by this message. You know, listening to a message once is never enough. Stay connected for more and follow us on Instagram at ahava underscore danswoman to get in touch. Remember, you are loved. Stay blessed.